Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. In this case, it's not just Minnesota sports. It's scoops. It's speculation. Some of it reckless. Some of it founded in exactly where it should be, which is fact. And that is why it's bonus scoop time. It's Judd. It's Declan. But most importantly, it's Darren Doogie Wolfson, Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Scoop Podcast as well. And let's get right to it, Dukes. Um, A lot of stuff that we have been talking about for quite some time now is coming to a head. And I guess none of it's very surprising, but it's all interesting. Let's start with Daniil Hunter. So we had talked about, and he, he has not been at OTAs. So the Pelissero report that I think came out yesterday was zero surprise. That's he's not going to attend the mandatory minicamp. But what can you tell us about a situation that I think is one of the first really intriguing ones because if Daniil Hunter is traded or is not back with this team, unlike several of the other veterans who have been purged from the roster, I think this one is actually a a big hit to what the Vikings plan on doing in 2023. I agree, Judd. They have been thinking for a while here, Daniil Hunter is going to be in purple in 2023. By the way, him missing today, tomorrow, the mandatory minicamp, The fine is below $50,000. For Daniil Hunter, that is nothing. Let's say the Vikings and Daniil come to a happy medium on a new contract in the coming weeks or in the next, whatever, six to eight weeks, coming months. The Vikings can waive that fine, right? So that's why there's zero surprise that Daniil is not going to be a TCO Performance Center the next couple days. Judd, I did see that Jeremy Fowler piggybacked on what we've discussed going back weeks, that he hears what I've heard, that the Vikings absolutely want to kneel here. But if the two sides can't come to this happy medium on this raise, and Judd, my understanding is the Vikings are willing to pay him a significant amount of money. I wish I knew the exact amount, but they clearly are willing to give him a bump from this base salary of five and change for 2023. They are willing to bump that up significantly. Right, But clearly, the talks haven't gone well to this point. That's why this trade chatter has begun. But I'm with you because, to me, it is a subtle rebuild. If they want to call it competitive rebuild, however they want to frame it. But to me, it's absolutely a rebuild. Emphasis on that word. Right? And so if you jettison Daniil, yeah. to me, in many ways, Judd, you are hitting the reset button. Something I said that the Wilfs haven't been willing to do. But that would be that one significant move where you're like, okay, We get it, you know, all your chips in on 2024, 2025. You still need to figure out the quarterback position, but that's the idea, right? Compete at a high, high level, 24 
and 25. See what you can do here in 23. Daniel helps you in 24, and I do believe he helps you in 25. I think the Vikings feel like he helps them for the next few years. We can debate 26, and he's at that point, what, 32, maybe 33 years old. Right. But for the next right. three years, he absolutely can help them. I just know, Judd, what I've been saying for weeks, that the Vikings want to find a way to take care of Daniil, to have Daniil in purple in 2023. Dukes, I uh, did a little inside myself this weekend, and I was told that the agent for Daniil Hunter is playing some serious hardball here, too. He's making negotiations a little, maybe a little more difficult than was anticipated. This is the same agent that represents Byron Murphy Jr., same agent that represents Christian Kirk, who got a huge payday uh, with the Jaguars last year. So he's able to get some paydays, don't get me wrong. But it also, I was told that the agent is also playing some pretty significant hardball and causing a little bit of an impasse here early on. Well, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, his name is Zeke. He actually sold his agency in the last six-ish months. He is now under the Clutch Sports umbrella. So he's got the backing of a big-time agency now. But yeah, you listed some of his clients. He's got more than that. Now, it was a good negotiation on the Byron Murphy Jr. front you know, back in March. So it's not like there's any sort of bad blood. But think about the deal that Zeke did. Yeah. Judd, was it 2019 or 2018? I think it was 2018 now, but it it kept getting redone. (laughs) I know, but you go back to the last deal that Daniil did. The agent failed miserably. Let's Mm -hmm. not beat around the bush. That was a horrible contract. It really was. So you know, this is me maybe opining more than informing. You want to put it under the reckless speculation umbrella? Fine. But, like, Zeke is trying to save face, right? So, Declan, what you just said makes complete sense after he failed his client so badly the last time around. And I, I think uh, to Declan's point about what he heard about this being more difficult than it probably should be is if you guys recall a year or two ago when they adjusted Daniil's contract and all that was was shoving money from the back end up front to pay him immediately uh there were a lot of people rightfully so who are like why don't you find a new agent and Daniil's like ride or die with Zeke man he's my guy and so Darren this this provides what you're saying more validity because I think if he had found a new agent then it's a straight up negotiation more so I think this is about pride as well, which makes it more murky and muddy. So it's a very interesting dynamic. But there is no question agreeing to that contract back in, I think you're right, 2018 is one of the better deals that the Vikings have gotten. But it's bit them in the ass because at every turn it was so undervalued. Uh, and I, I mean, my God, they shoved cash up front. But, you know. Daniil Hunter now do a payday of $5.5 million. It was never supposed to get to this, clearly. Like, this was never supposed to happen. I mean, yeah, and we always knew. I mean, we knew, based on the year that Daniil had top 10 and pressuring the quarterback, double-digit sacks, that there was zero chance he was playing this year under his current terms. So we knew going back five months that it would come to this point. The Vikings had hoped everything would be wrapped up by here in mid-June, right, that they would find a happy medium. You know, you you start to wonder at this point if they can't. And, I mean, there will be a rock-solid trade market. Like, I know for a fact, Judd, the New York Giants would love Daniil Hunter. Andre Patterson thinks the world of him. Now, Mm -hmm. 
hey, the Giants have their own financial issues, right? With Saquon Barkley holding out for mandatory minicamp this week. You know, that offense goes as Saquon goes, at least in my mind. Like, best of luck to the Giants without Saquon Barkley. Would he be really willing to sit out the entire 23 season? Who knows on that front? But to me, the Giants have to worry about that before they're, you know, thinking about completing some sort of Daniel Hunter trade. But I imagine there would be a good five to eight to ten teams in the mix for Daniel Hunter. But, like, how far can the Vikings go? There has to be some sort of price point, right? I mean, there was on Dalvin Tomlinson, if you want to make that comp, that the Vikings were willing to pay Dalvin a certain amount, you know, and he was able to get more from the Cleveland Browns. They just couldn't go beyond this price point that they had set. So I just I wonder what the price point might be. And if Daniel is not willing to accept that price point, yeah, I think we're going to get to the point of, of a trade. But I'm telling you, the Vikings, at least right now, my understanding is they have every intention of finding a way to keep Daniel in purple. They do want him here, Brian Flores is uber pumped up about the possibility of coaching Daniel Hunter. Dukes, do you uh, foresee that Justin Jefferson will most likely be showing up at mandatory minicamp Tuesday, Wednesday? We haven't heard anything if he isn't. Obviously, the practice taking place uh, later this morning on July or on June 13th, excuse me, but do we anticipate JJ uh, showing up to mandatory minicamp? Yeah, I mean, when the buzz started to come out, Declan, on Monday, that Daniel Hunter, led by our buddy Tom Pelissero, that Daniel wouldn't be there, I didn't get any inkling that Justin also wouldn't be there. Kevin O'Connell even dropped a hint a couple weeks ago about the possibility of Justin being in town. I'll flat out tell you, I don't know definitively 100%. Yes, he's here or no, he's not here. I guess I wouldn't be shocked. My understanding is the sides have made decent progress, but Judd, as you have alluded to, it's not an easy negotiation, right? With some of these injury guarantees, the way the Vikings structure their contracts. I had a fascinating chat with Joel Corey, the former agent for John Randall McDaniel, who now does great work for CBSSports.com. He was on the latest Scoop podcast, episode 418, that posted on Sunday. He laid it all out. He's got intimate details of the CBA, of the Vikings workings, how the Vikings have always structured their contracts outside of Kirk Cousins, right? But I told you, Judd, like we could bet lunch at Park Tavern. I think Justin Jefferson is going to win that battle. His representation is going to win that battle on the injury guarantee, but it's not an easy negotiation. But I guess I wouldn't be shocked if he's there. But again, it's a 50000 It's actually a 49000 and change fine, right? So whether he's here or not here, he's getting his work in, whether in Louisiana or in Florida. Like, that's one, you know, he knows this offense. Like, that's one that, that wouldn't overly bother me. But I guess I wouldn't be shocked just because the two sides – want to get a deal done, that they've had solid dialogue, that if he is an Egan today and tomorrow. I bet he's here, doesn't practice. I bet There's no reason. Judd, we saw it a couple weeks ago, right? Andrew Booth Jr. tries to make a play on a ball thrown to K.J. Osborne in the end zone. Okay, no contact, right? But it's inevitable. These guys are football players, right? Like, what do you mean no contact? It's hard for them to really, like, grasp that, right? So – Booth tries to make a play on the ball, makes a little contact with KJ. KJ goes to the ground, catches the ball. KJ lands on the ball, wind knocked out of him. I spoke with KJ after that practice. He said, hey, that's the first time that's happened to me since middle school. He goes, I was legitimately scared for a few seconds. And, you know, he was fine, what, you know, five plays later, six plays later. But, like, it's that sort of situation that there is – 
zero reason for Justin Jefferson to put his body on the line, even if there's not contact, even if they're not in full pads until, you know, the fifth training camp practice, late July, early August. We're not in full pads today or tomorrow. There is zero reason for Jefferson to put his body on the line. So, yes, if he's there, Judd, that would make complete sense. Mm-hmm. Duke's Timberwolves scoops. I saw you caught up with Chris Finch yesterday. I saw you had a loaded episode, two of NBA Nuggets on Towns and whatnot, too, in your latest scoop episode. What can you tell us on the Pups? Yeah, well, on Cat, I mean, that's that's the popular topic right now, right? I mean, you know, speaking of reckless speculation season, right? I mean, I saw another story yesterday with like six or seven different Cat trade scenarios. Some were completely It's all Mackie's Mackie's fault, Darren. Like, you mean to tell me Oklahoma City is going to move Chet Holmgren, Jalen Williams, and multiple first-round picks? Like, are you kidding me? Like, Jalen Williams is a stud. Like, if you can make that deal if you're the Wolves, you make that deal. What was interesting to me was Chris Finch. I forget the exact question, but yeah, I was with Chris Finch at a clinic yesterday in Egan. So we held court, you know, with him. You know, a few of us did after the the clinic. And, you know, we asked him a couple questions about, you know, the camp and all that being around kids, then, you know, the topic shifted to to the wolves. Right. And so he took, you know, seven, eight, nine questions. He alluded to these CBA changes and how teams are going to get out in front of these CBA changes, mm-hmm. which is code for how can the wolves afford in a year cat supermax, Rudy Gobert making the money he's making, Jaden McDaniels at 20 to $25 million a year on an extension they want to sign him to this summer, plus Anthony Edwards on his rookie max deal, right? The extension off the rookie deal, the, the max extension, which if he the way, that'll go up. Hey, like Anthony Edwards absolutely could be third team all NBA next year, right? So like I wouldn't dismiss the Anthony Edwards extension Actually, instead of being 207, ends up being more than that, or whatever the number is. It can jump if he makes all NBA. Like Anthony Edwards can make all NBA next season. So I just I found that interesting. But I will also tell you, I've texted with two executives with teams that make logical sense that if the Wolves were to shop cat, that these two teams absolutely would minimum inquire. And for what it's worth, these two guys that I've known for a really long time. You know, heck, if they didn't want to tell me the truth, they just wouldn't text me back. Both texted me back and said, now this was late last week, but said, we have not had one iota of dialogue with the Wolves. Now, in the same breath, I was speaking with Finch about this. He admitted things really pick up right now, really yesterday, 10 days out from the draft, now nine days out. This is really when, like today, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, into the weekend, into early next week, heading into the draft a week from Thursday, this is when trade dialogue truly picks up. But for what it's worth, these two teams, these executives from these two teams, and I'm telling you, they absolutely minimum would inquire. They would want to know what the price is for Cat. They say they have not had any dialogue with Cat. So my understanding is, based on my conversation with Glenn Taylor, we'll we'll put a bow. We'll put a bow on this scoop session. It's all good. We got some Vikings and some Wolves in there as well. So, We'll put a wrap on this on Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd uh, wrap with Royce. We'll have a, another more Daniel Hunter stuff on purple daily as well. Uh, until then we'll be talking at you later today.